One welcome to the Our Radio Podcast. The Our Radio Podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.co.uk. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. This is Yawa Radio, your well-being and happiness station, and you're listening to Your Business Journey with me, Isabella Venner, your mindset and marketing coach. So it is always a pleasure to be joined by wonderful guests, and joining me today, I have Vicky Wusha. She is an international speaker, best-selling author of The Wealthy Retirement Plan. Hi, Vicky. How are you doing? I'm really good. Hi, Isabella. Hello. Lovely to have you here. So we're going to talk a little bit about money. Is that right? Yeah, I, I think wealth rather than money, because uh-huh. I think money sort of changes the glasses you're wearing. So let's talk about wealth rather yeah. than money. But obviously, money is part of wealth along with time. So I want it to be more than just money. I want it to be money and time together as our conversation. Interesting. OK, so let's start with the book that you've written. So The Wealthy Retirement Plan. Can you tell me a little bit about what that's about and, and why it's needed in the world? <laughs> I just wish I'd called it um, how to thrive in a pandemic because actually the context of the book would actually be very relevant if only I'd known that we were coming into a pandemic. Mind you, if we'd known that, we probably wouldn't have gone into a pandemic in the first place. (laughs) But the book was published in January 2019 Mm -hmm. and it's really sort of a a culmination of my thinking to that point where historically I've had proper jobs. um, I've been made redundant. I've um, worked on projects. I've done all sorts of stuff and started off thinking I need to be in control of my finances. That's, that's where that piece of thinking came from. I don't want to be made redundant. I don't want to be at the whim of any boss ever again. So I'm going to set up my own business, naively thinking that I could do what I did before um, out on my own. Now, I've been a university lecturer. um, I've worked on government funded projects. I've been directors of, you know, local projects, all that sort of stuff. So you would have thought I was a smart woman. And I thought I was a smart woman until I tried to set up my own business and then realized how much of everything that I was teaching at university was theory Mm-hmm. and how different the real world was. Um, and then ultimately, I, I sort of moved forward into property and things got easier. Oh, so loads of background there. So, so going back to, so you talked about lecturing at university, what subjects did you lecture then? So um, it was really business to computing students and computing to business students. So I always taught the unwanted to the unwilling, which is like a, a huge challenge. But then I got into more... Um, you know, government is always chucking money out there if you sort of know where to look for it and they would fund things. So then I started to do more entrepreneurial courses. So I was teaching students that actually they weren't a student. They were a freelance, whatever their degree was. So if you were studying photography, you were already a freelance photographer. You weren't a second year or a third year. Mm. So yeah, that shift in mindset and start looking at jobs and don't think about Not that there's anything wrong with going to work in a supermarket. Don't look for a job in a supermarket. Look at how you can take the skills you've already got, put them out there in the real world, practice them, 
but also enhance your CV. Um, and then I got into things where we were looking at knowledge transfer between companies and students and student placements and all of that sort of stuff. So yeah, loads. I had, I absolutely loved the job, the, I don't know, awakening people, the planting of ideas, the, the challenge of thinking, because although I've told my children, I'm always right. I know I'm not, <laughs> um, but you know, that idea that, that, conversation and ideas can can shape people's futures and collectively all of our futures very humbling isn't it being able to have that impact on someone's life hugely humbling so you you love this career you're changing people's lives and supporting them to to be empowered and like you said have a more efficient and productive mindset so they can go out into the working world straight away what happened redundant (laughs) that's it suddenly just one one day to the next yeah end of end of well I mean I sort of knew it was coming but you know lost the contract um because I was you see the thing with university is you only get full-time status Mm -hmm. if you're a professor so you've got to go through the process and get to be Dr Vicky Mm -hmm. before I could get the full-time job so I I'd done my I got a first class degree I did my master's Mm -hmm. but then I I just, you know, I just dropped off the edge before I got to be Dr. Vicky. And it's always one of those things I was thinking, should I go back and be Dr. Vicky? But it's not, it's not relevant anymore, really. So, um, so I don't how, know. Yeah. How much time was between you being redundant to then thinking, right, I need to do something. And I, and I love what you said, you know, I don't want to be at the whim of someone else. And I think a lot of people feel like that. It's scary to start your own business, but yeah. potentially long-term there's more security in some ways. Well, totally. I mean, I did go from being a university lecturer into another job because, I, I was, you, you know, your first panic is, where's the money coming from? I had two children and let me think 2006, they were probably sort of, I don't know, early, late teens, that type of thing. You know, they, they weren't that old. In fact, I lost my job as a teacher in 2001. Then I had my next job and then lost that job again as well as the contract mm-hmm. funding ended. So because the life in education and, and lots of other people out there will live lives on contracts, you know, especially if you're in technology, there's lots of contracts. This idea of you're secure for a bit, then you know that you're not going to be secure, but you're so busy working. How do you make sure that you've got the money to bridge the gap? Will there be another job at the other end? That level of uncertainty doesn't make for a peaceful mind. Mm. Um, and if you haven't got a peaceful mind, then how can you think creative thoughts about how you want to live your life or how you want to run anything. And so that's how I knew that I had to get out of this cycle of, of as long as I was going to be in education, I was always going to be at someone's whim. As long as I was in a job, I was always going to be vulnerable. And so 2006 to 2008, I had that brief moment of thinking I could do it all on my own. And I, I didn't really. And then I did lots of personal development, became um, an NLP practitioner. If you know, NLP is neuro-linguistic programming, really learning about the mind. Ironically, learning about how the mind worked after I'd had 11-year career as a university lecturer. Bit back to front, <laughs> bit, back, bit back to front there. And, and learned fascinating things about our thoughts and how we can shape our thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if anybody out there is stressed at the moment are you sure that you're stressed and maybe not stressed you're actually excited at the possibilities and this feeling that you've got sometimes we hold it in our stomach is actually a message saying 
take action. You yeah. know, so if you're stressed about money, being stressed about money doesn't get you anywhere. Right. Do something about money, count your money, sort your bills out, face the envelopes that come through the door. Um, and so I do a lot of that stuff now. I work with a lot of people who are struggling financially simply from, even though we've all been through education, a lack of maths understanding, yes. yeah. which is ironic. You know, how we can all come out and, and not understand how to add up. Yeah, it, it's fascinating how it's, it's, the mindset has just such, such a huge part to play in the way that we perceive money. And as you said, when you've got that feeling that comes out physically through your stomach or stress in your neck, and we, we always try to run away from it. But actually, it's a really friendly reminder from our subconscious mind to say, oh, you might need to take a little look at this and yes. spend some time sorting it out. Yes, but so, why aren't we, why, why isn't that explained to us along with functional maths and mindset? Mm. You know, if we taught, I mean, goodness, what young people have been through over the last couple of years. But, you know, if we just helped everybody understand that anything we're experiencing, unless somebody's actually, you know, sticking a pin in you, it's all just a thought. And so you can take these thoughts out and you can look at them and then you can take action and you can shape your life. Yeah. yeah. So that's really what I, I learned to do at that point. I then also just cottoned on to property. And again, hindsight is a magical thing because you go back in time and you go, do you know what? That, that's been there all the way along. I can see I thought about that back then. And then I remember that occasion when actually the word was property again. It popped up. Mm. Um, and so I got into property investing. And that's quite flippant to say it like that. But that is a that's a whole program all by itself. So that one, but I got into property investing and out of property investing for ourselves, I then realized that this is a business opportunity. This is a repeatable model. Um, and this repeatable model where I help people invest in property yeah. so that they've got, and I hate using the word a passive income, but they have got a less time intensive mm -hmm. income. It's not a full-time job income unless they choose to make it that, but this income stream can then relieve a lot of pressures I can either teach you how to do it yes. so I can be your mentor or I can do it for you and I can find the properties mm -hmm. and so that's sort of really what the core of the business is but then where I've been doing that for I think 12 or 13 maybe 14 years now actually what this is about is helping people and that's why that book was written uh, understand what a wealthy life would be for them what is a what would be a wealthy life for you if you could have that wish what would it be now some people immediately start down the oh I want this I want to I want Ferrari a car I want a big house yeah 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 and I want a watch and I want some jewelry and and then I want to go on a holiday okay all right I'll play along you can have all of those things mm -hmm. now what yeah and there comes a point and I've had many people that I've spoken to who've been incredibly wealthy they've taken their holidays they've gone traveling around the world but you lack stimulation mm. you know you can have all this stuff and all this stuff does is fill up your house but it doesn't necessarily make you happy long term you can't in the phrase you can't take it with you mm. what really matters is the memories you have so I started to think about what was important to me and it was time and what does time mean? Because we use words like retirement and we're all working towards retirement. But then when you speak to, and I've been at business shows and, and polled men walking past my stand, do you want to retire? And so many men will they say don't. they don't want to retire. Yeah. 
business owners that you work will all say they don't want to retire and that's because they love what they do yeah so we have this thing that we are trained to work towards work towards your 65 and then hurrah someone's going to give you permission to stop working and then reduce your income and give you a tiny amount of money to then live potentially the next Mm. 20 to 30 years of your life on whereas that's not what any of us want so why don't we just turn it all the way back around the other way and stop doing what I suppose what school taught us which is get good grades at school so you could go to university so you could take on debt right then because you've got debt as a student, you're going to have to go out and get a job because you can't take the risk of setting up your own business because you won't have any money and you haven't got any savings because you haven't worked for the last three years. And so not only have you got potentially 30,000 to 60,000 of debt, you've lost the potential of earning 20,000 a year. So you've got another 60,000 gap in your pool. So go and get a job and then you get a job. And if you're lucky, you get a partner and you get your partner and then you go, oh, now, we mustn't rent because renting's bad. We have to buy a house. Oh, we'll take on more debt. Then we have to keep working. And none of this is about joy. Where's joy in there? Yeah, it's almost as though we're working so hard to get to the destination. We're forgetting to enjoy the journey a little bit. Okay. Um, I know in some cultures you've got, you know, um, work to live rather than live to work and, and that way around and so on. Why yeah. is it that money is so linked to identity and outlook on life, do you think? I have to say, I feel it's media, Mm. you know, what does everybody do when they relax? They'll, you know, scroll through social media, they'll watch TV programs or films. And and what is associated with success is a big house, a flashy car, money. And and I don't know how far you've traveled. I know we were speaking about histories. You uh, have sort of like multi-parents, as in you've got your German and your Spanish, and I've got English and Italian and all that. So we're very sort of mixed already but I have been so privileged to travel all over the world from places like Papua New Guinea and Indonesia and Thailand right the way through to the other side through you know Sri Lanka Africa and out to sort of Mexico and Cuba and all of the places I've been the people who smile the most seem to be the people who have the least right I've been to Indonesia And all the people do is they have this permanent Mm -hmm. smile face, right? In Europe, we have the permanent miserable face. So when I greet you, I go, oh, smile. Whereas when you're in Indonesia, they're smiling at you. The minute you catch their face, they're already smiling at you. They don't have to smile. Um, And yet we've traveled through, I mean, I vividly remember Cuba, traveling through the forest at night um, and there are these little lights and basically they've got wooden huts, um, no real glass in their doors. Not that they need it because it's so darned hot. All they're doing is protecting everything from the rain. But they've all got their big TVs. So they've got their big TVs so they can watch their football because that's what they love watching. And they've got a, a fridge freezer. And yeah. that that was all that they had. And now everybody has to have a smartphone. All the kids have got phones. They're all scrolling through social media and social media is telling them you have to be like this. And I think also, and so yeah, it. yeah, it's a good point. I think when, when society is telling you, you need these extra things, it's from a place of lacking. You don't have this, therefore you're going to miss out through X, Y, and Z. Yeah, Rather right. than saying, are you happy with your lot? If you want more from life, absolutely fine. But are you happy with your baseline? And, I wonder whether it's, I mean, me included before I you know, got into coaching world and even, even now I need to ask myself once in a while, what, you know, what you said, what is, 
wealth for you? What is happiness for you? What is success for you? And it sounds so simple. Of course, we should know that. But so many of us don't or it takes a while to discover, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and one of the things that I do with all of my clients is I'll start with the word enough. Mm-hmm. Now, actually, the word enough really is a word that means lack. I don't have enough. Mm. Um, It's not enough. Mm. You know, it's always about lack. But if you think of the word as enough, as being your baseline, enough money, do you have enough money? Now, mathematically, I can prove to you, you do have enough money. And the way I can tell is, A, you and I are on technology. So you must have enough money or you wouldn't have been able to buy the technology. I can see that you're wearing a top. So you have clothes. Um, I can see that you're in a building. So you've got a roof over your head. I guarantee you, you have enough because people who don't have enough don't have shoes, don't have roofs over their head. Struggle to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Struggle to eat. And and you don't look starving. Not that you're fat in any way, (laughs) you know, you're not gaunt in the cheeks, you know, so you've got, you've got enough. Mm. Now I want to prove to you that you have enough mathematically. So let's get the spreadsheet out and everybody who's listening can do this. Write down what you spend in a month, write down what comes in in a month, do the maths, you know, have you got, more coming in than you've got going out, then you've got more than enough. Yeah. Have you got more going out than you've got coming in, which means you haven't got enough, you've got debt and you need to fix that. Yeah. And if you've got exactly the same coming in as going out, you've got enough. Mm-hmm. That's the line. If you can cover your bills. Now I'm not talking about and the Ferrari and the gold watch and the trip around the world. I'm talking about, can you afford to pay your mortgage or rent your heating, lighting, watering, all that sort of stuff, your food, your clothing, the fundamentals. If you can do that, you have enough. Now, you can have more than enough if you want. You can have much more than enough if you want, but recognize that you have enough. And that, for me, that shift, um, I remember giving a talk and and literally every single person that came along and, and listened to the talk went, oh my goodness, that moment where I started to think yeah actually I have got enough can almost give you goosebumps and then as we said it's mindset really but take your thinking into another direction I have enough right so if I have enough what actually would I like more of Mm. and for some people they'll like more time to do sports to do painting to do music to see friends for other people it'll be more time with family older or younger generations and those are the things that are our memories. Definitely. And I think so now also, we can start thinking at a time the other way. Yeah, absolutely. sorry. And I think also if you're in that slightly more positive mindset of I, of I have enough or I almost have enough thinking about your example with, you know, are you living in debt at the moment? It might make you feel a bit braver to face that and create a plan of action to then overcome it, I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I mean, if, if anybody out there, when they do this equation, then it works out that they've got more going out than they're going in. That is such a powerful Mm. position to be in, to know that, because now you have the knowledge to do something about it. The simple thing is spend a bit less. I know that's a very flippant thing. Now, I've been living on benefits. I've been reliant on the government to support me. Um, When I was first um, with my children, my marriage broke down. I had to be housed by the government. I had to be funded by the government. So, you know, the benefit system that we have here in the UK Um, So I have been there and I have counted every penny. I have fed my children. My food tonight was only what was reduced in the supermarket today so that I could buy the cheapest possible food on a daily basis 
and use that to make something out of it for dinner. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't say it lightly, but you'd be amazed at the things that we waste money on. We really do. And, and, yeah. and again, it just comes back down to maths. And I think it's rather than blaming the world, it's taking a bit of responsibility for yourself. I remember um, a while ago, my husband and I, we were also counting the pennies. I think we had more, you know, we had more than enough. We were great, but we wanted more from that baseline of having enough. So we said, right, to get there, we need to count the pennies. We need to not buy a coffee every day and just little things like that. You know, we wanted to buy a house. We were planning a family. And we had this the pot where we all are changed, two peas, one piece, five peas, put it in there. And a homeless man that I walked past every single day, he asked, he asked for some money, as he sometimes does. Um, and I gave, got in my pocket a handful of change. He looked at it for a moment and grumbled that it wasn't enough. And I went up to him and said, sorry, what, what did you do? He said, well, you've just given me pennies and pounds. I said, oh, well, if you don't want it, could I have it? Because I, I, I save it. And he, this a homeless man returned his, the change to me because it wasn't enough and I just found that just so so fascinating on a, on a mindset perspective yeah. um you know his his enough might be different to my enough you know yes. I don't know his life he doesn't know my life um but it's funny the worth we give money and we uh, yeah I, I found that quite a poignant moment that <laughs> yes yeah it, it is it is fascinating and I think one of the other things is to learn about interest and and the tricks that supermarket and um I don't want to get too conspiratorial or or too negative but what you've got to understand is this entire world, whatever country you are in, mm -hmm. is driven by money. And there are people that need to make money in order to have the money, to make all of the money, to have all of the money, to make all of the money. That's the system. It's a, it's a circle. And so there are marketeers out there whose sole job is to convince you that you need usually this thing sometimes this experience and even ridiculously we have a thing in in the uk is instead of buying one bunch of oranges or bananas or whatever it is why don't you have three times the amount you really wanted because it'll be cheaper mm. it's not <laughs> it's called buy one get one free or um yeah. buy two get one free or whatever you're spending more money than you needed to have more than you wanted, which you then put into food waste, which yes. is criminal. So you've got food waste. You've taken that food from someone else could, could have had it. The farmers aren't getting the extra money. This is a trick by the supermarkets to just churn things through and to trick you. And you might have wanted one orange. Mm. And instead of having one orange that you wanted for your lunch today, you've bought three bags of four oranges and so now you've got 12 oranges you paid x amount more money the farmer hasn't made any more money but you're going to end up putting more stuff in waste yeah, yeah. so yeah. so learn that you know look at the price tags look at the cost of money when you borrow it mm -hmm. don't ever leave money on a credit card unpaid you know so just take all of this back and this is supposed to be um, a conversation that we're having for business owners and what I would just say is the same applies to you as a business owner you know when you want to invest in your business look at the return on the money that you're going to invest yeah. but also look on the return on the time that it's going to take you to invest that money and get the return on the investment in that money that's gonna it's it's funny, gonna, be worth it I was gonna ask you that exact question about investment with thinking about you know you, you suddenly realize gosh I don't want to be in this position again where I'm made redundant and um, I don't want to be in a position where I don't have enough but I want to figure out what my enough is you said the property kept popping up popping up oh let me give this a go it was working 
How do you strike the balance between investment and saving? I know you've just touched on it now, but could you give some tips on that? What, what things should we be thinking about? I'm less interested in saving at an early age and more interested in investing because what I'm looking to do is to create that additional income. Mm. So it's like, I don't want to buy 15 golden gooses. I just need one golden goose because then I'm going to have the eggs yeah. from the golden goose. And with the eggs from the golden goose, then I've got more choice. I keep my goose and I've got, got the, gold, the, the golden eggs that I can work with. So I know that you did the whole saving your pennies, but actually what I would say is, did you look at, um, I don't want you to answer this because it's too personal, but you know, <laughs> did, you, did you look at what spending you've got on credit cards and what loans you've got? And rather than save money in a jar, and I understand that as a, as a, a mechanism and a, and a thought, is how can you take that money out of that jar and pay down something quickly that's costing you? Yeah. And I frequently meet people, and it, again, it's a maths question, where they have got a loan that's costing them money or um, an uncleared credit card, but they've also got money in savings and they're very proud that they've got savings. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've got £5,000 worth of savings. Yeah, but you've got £3,000 costing you interest on a loan or a credit card. And if you, especially now where globally the interest rates are so ridiculously so, low, yeah. clear down that uh, savings pot, clear off the loan. The loan would then mean that you don't have to pay that 200 pounds a month or yeah. whatever it is. You then actually got 200 more that you can then save. So it's about bringing yourself back to a point where you don't have any unsecured debt. So really the only debt that you should end up with is our houses because that's the way, if you're going to buy a residential property, that's the way most people in most of the world end up borrowing money to buy their yeah. their homes because of the cost the next thing is to do is to look at okay now we're we have enough and we actually have more than enough because we have none of this debt coming in what i want to do is to start looking at how i can create a new income stream that doesn't take a lot of my time so i can yeah. still focus on this and for some people hold down your job start a business on the side loads of people do this when that business has been running for two or three years and provides enough money that it gives you more than enough, you can take that step over if you like. But then what you want to be looking at is how you can then create another income stream. Never leave yourself with only mm. one source. Don't ever be reliant on one source of income. Look at how you can always have at least two. So for me, I've got my property portfolio. Yeah. First off, there was my property portfolio. Then I realized I could make a business out of it. So what we did was we made a business out of it. So now I've got a, a business of helping other people doing what I was doing and the income from my own portfolio. And then the teaching came back. So then I put in the teaching programs and then the books came in. And so all of a sudden from one thing that you become knowledgeable on, you can have all of these streams. Yeah. Yeah. That, that make a difference. And that's really what business is about. But you've got to get one stream up and producing before you then move on to the next stream, then get two. And then when they're working, then look at yes. whether you want to go for a third. Brilliant. So many tips, Vicky. Thank you so much for sharing all these tips about money and wealth in particular, wealth yes. and time and our value in life. And um, if people want to find out more, learn, you know, get more tips from you or connect, where, where should they go? Well, I think one of the easiest things is if you can spell my name, you'll be able to find me. So I'm Vicky with an I, V-I-C-K-I. 
And my last name is Wushe, W-U-S-C-H-E. And if you go to my website, which is vickywushe.com, um, you can then find loads of resources on there, access to podcasts, um, free workbooks that I've got down there. So check out the resource section. But if you also go to a page called forward slash scorecard, so vickywushe.com forward slash scorecard, all one word, there's an online audit there which would really take you through the five principles of a wealthy life to help you get clarity about what it means for you to get in control of your finances, to look at the resources that you've got, how you can leverage them, and then the legacy that you can create at the other end of it. Very exciting and empowering. Thank you so much for coming to speak to me, Vicky. Thank you very much for having a conversation with me, Isabella. And to all the listeners out there, thank you. You are listening to Yawa Radio with me, Isabella Venner, your host on your business journey, discovering the people behind the brands. And wherever you are in the world, I'm sending you positive energy for your business and life. And I hope that your money situations have been just a little bit more inspired today. Everything begins with an idea. But how do you turn the idea into a brand? Brand to Markets Pick and Mix Brand and Marketing Solutions provide the services you need to help your business thrive at a cost that won't break the bank. For more information, visit brandtomarket.uk or call 07507 786 590. That's brandtomarket.uk or call 07507 786 590. Turn your idea into a brand with Brand to Market. This this is Yawa Radio. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at yawaradio.com. Co.uk. And if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. Once again, a big thank you for taking the time out to listen. This is the Yawa Radio podcast. Copyright applies. <laughs>